Good morning, everybody. Uh, we thank God for this wonderful, beautiful Lord's Day that He's blessed us with. I hope and uh, trust that this finds you well. Um, it's good to be back with you. This is our second Sunday, not being able to be um, in the church house, but we're thankful that God has afforded us this privilege uh, to meet with you um, through the Internet and through YouTube, Facebook, and uh podcast um god's given us many provisions today but uh um <clears throat> brother jared dixon was having uh or he did have an online singing tonight and um i'm gonna start out with this song if you have your bibles will you go ahead and turn while we're listening to this song it'll be uh, uh we're probably reading two places uh gospel according to saint matthew and chapter number nine and saint mark chapter number five same story probably just read it in two different places. One by faith. 
that was the Irwins. They, uh, uh, like we said, uh, Brother Jared had uh, an online singing on Facebook. Saturday Night Singing, if you want to go look them up, um, that's the Facebook page. But that was the Irwins. And uh, certainly I'm glad, and we all know that we only made it one way. And that's by God's grace. But if you have your Bibles with you, uh, not going <clears> to <throat> spend too much time talking as we start out uh, this morning. But we just want to get into the reading of the Word of God. We've had uh, a good time with the Lord, uh, sitting here studying and praying uh, and listening to uh, some good songs. And we, we're just full in our spirit uh, this morning and we want to... Uh, bring you the word that God has laid on our heart. So you pray for us. We're going to pray for you. And uh, we know that uh, uh, all things, the Bible tells us in the 8th chapter of the book of Romans, all things work together uh, for good to them who love Christ and who are the called according to his purpose. So in, uh, in the gospel according to St. Matthew, we're going to start reading in the ninth chapter in verse number 18. The scripture reads, While he spake, these things unto them, behold, uh, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, "My daughter is uh, ev- uh, my daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live." And Jesus arose and followed and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment, for she said within herself, "If I may but touch his garment." I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand. And the maid arose and the fame hereof went abroad into all that land and we're going to read just a little bit more over here in the gospel according to saint mark in the fifth chapter um and this is the same uh gospel account just written uh in a different gospel but uh, we'll we'll try and make this uh as brief as possible but we just do want to read this in verse 21 it said when jesus were passed over again by ship to the other side much people gathered unto him and he was nigh unto the sea and behold there came with one of the rulers of the synagogue jairus by name and when he saw him he fell at his feet and besought him greatly saying my my daughter lieth at the point of death i pray thee come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live and jesus went with them and much people followed him and thronged him. Verse 25, we get in uh, where the, the scripture repeats again about the woman that was taken with an issue of blood. We'll skip over that portion right there uh, just for a few minutes, and we'll get back to that in just a few minutes, I promise. But picking up in verse number uh, 35, the Bible says, While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, 
Why make ye this ado? And weep, the, da the damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed into scorn, but uh, when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and, and entered in, in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha kum, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with great astonishment, and he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that uh, something should be given her to eat. And we certainly uh, ask that God would add his blessing to the reading of his word, and I, I, I just hope and trust and pray uh, this morning that we've come uh, to worship together uh, in spirit and in truth. I know we're not uh, in body, but we can worship together in spirit. And I'm glad that God has given us this provision, as we've already said um, previously. God's given us a wonderful platform and given us a great provision uh, where we can still meet together. And we thank God uh, for those things. Uh, and what a wonderful privilege uh, that he has given unto us. And I want to uh, just uh, say uh, in verse number 35, uh, this is where we want to take our text from. In verse number 35 of the gospel according to St. Mark, in verse number 35, I want to read just the last portion of this verse one more time, then we're going to get on with the message. It says, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Why troublest thou the master? And boy, I've just felt... Um, an incredible uh, touch of the Holy Spirit as we studied through uh, God's Word tonight. And I wouldn't take uh, anything for the Word of God, but why troublest thou the Master any further? And, um, you know, we could talk about circumstances and situations as they are, but you know what? This is going to be the new normal for a few more weeks, and I'm not going to dwell on what's going on around us. There's no point in dwelling on things that we cannot change. But uh, we can look unto uh, him in which we have our hope. And we can um, take peace, great peace, in knowing that he has all things in his hands. But as we look at this right here, we want to keep in mind the thought that we have on our heart. Why troublest thou the master any further? And now the Bible tells us that we get to a place over here uh, that there was a certain ruler, the Bible says in uh, the, the gospel according to St. Matthew, when we read to you, you can find it also in the book of Luke in the 8th chapter. But in the 5th chapter of the book of Mark, we know that this, this ruler's name is Jairus. And the Bible says that Jairus or this, rich, or this ruler uh, came and he worshiped Christ saying, My daughter uh, is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And now remember, uh, the family members and the friends and all those people that were around Jarius told him, he said, Why are you going to trouble the master anymore? 
And I want to say, friends, today, listen, I'm glad that we can extend our belief and we can extend our faith uh, uh, on to our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that he knows where we stand. He knows our thoughts and our intentions. He knows the Bible tells us this um, uh, uh, in Hebrews in the fourth chapter in the 16th verse. And we know that we quoted this. Uh, several times, but uh, the Bible tells us this, uh, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And certainly, friends, today, listen, we need help. I need help. The world, the country needs help. So many things and so many people, they are starving for attention. They're starving to be fed with something. They're looking, they're trying their very best to wrap their hands around something that it seemingly they cannot reach. But listen, the Bible tells us here, Jarius, he's got himself in a bad situation. His daughter is sick unto death. She is dying. Uh, listen, even probably at this point, according uh, to all the naysayers that followed with him, his daughter was probably already dead. And they said, why are you troubling the master? But Jarius had something inside of him. Uh, listen, and he made his pursuit to Jesus. And I want to say this, friends, today, listen, we need to have a persuasion about us if we're saved by the grace of God. We need to exercise our faith. Paul said this in the eighth chapter of the book of Romans. He said, I, I am persuaded, uh, listen, that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things, things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I believe that there is a persistence about God's people. I believe we need to exercise our persistence. It doesn't matter what the world says about us. Listen, there's so many people. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, friends, listen, I, I've been talked about for years, and that's perfectly fine and acceptable. Listen, I, I, I desire, and my heart's desire is, is for people to love me, but I'm not going to compromise on the Word of God. I'm not going to compromise on the Spirit of God. I, listen, to appease the people. But listen, friends, Jarius, he made a pursuit to Christ. He was persuaded. He said, I know I, this is the overwhelming theme of this chapter, of these events, and friends, Listen, we need to understand something. There's, uh, there's a, a woman in the middle of this story. The Bible tells us that she is a woman. She had an issue of blood 12 years. She had expended all that she had. She had, uh, listen, she had, uh, uh, listen, uh, uh, divulged her savings, her checking account. Uh, listen, everything that she had in today's terminology, listen, all she had back then was money. Uh, all that she had was, uh, listen, uh, all the oils and the frankincense that she she may have had to offer. Uh, friends, she had so many things and she laid it all down at Jesus' feet. She didn't have anything else to offer. It was exhausted. She had uh, extinguished everything that she had. She had laid it down. Uh, listen, she had brought it. Uh, listen, she had, and she examined everything and, and, and she said, I have done everything that I can and I am absolutely none better. 
Listen, there was no medical advances made. There was no, uh, uh, there was uh, nothing that was given to her that was uh, from a medicinal standpoint that uh, had aided to her healing. But the Bible tells us that she had found herself rather worse. Now imagine uh, uh, this woman and uh, uh, imagine her comprehension and imagine uh, how she had become depressed in spirit because she had exhausted all that she knew to exhaust. She had run out of options. She didn't have anything else to offer. But the Bible says, uh, listen, that Jairus ran along and uh, while uh, uh, he spake, a certain ruler, he came to uh, Jesus and he said, my daughter is now dead, but she, uh, listen, but come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. He had faith uh, that, uh, listen, he, uh, she, uh, he had faith that if Jesus could just get to where she was, she would be okay. And Jesus rose and followed him, and so did the disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, twelve years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Uh, now, friends, listen. Uh, we get to this place right here. We need to understand about this woman. Uh, according to Levitical law, uh, she was unclean and she was deemed to be unclean. There's nothing that she could do. Uh, listen, she had a disease within herself. She couldn't do anything. Uh, she couldn't She couldn't go to the church house. She couldn't go to the tabernacle. Uh, she couldn't surround herself with anything. Uh, listen, and, but we need to, uh, this is important now. Uh, listen, if we go back and we, re, and we read Leviticus chapter number 15, I've got it marked over here. We're Leviticus chapter number 15, uh, verse number 31, the Bible reads this, thus shall you separate the children of Israel from their uncleanliness, that they die not in their uncleanliness, uh, when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. So listen, God gave them command for the Levitical law. He told them, he said, if the unclean come to the tabernacle, you're going to defile my place, the place wherein I dwell. I, listen, and the Bible tells us here that this woman, I, that she had, I, she was a Jew. I, she understood full and wholeheartedly the law. She understood the implications of the law. She knew she couldn't go to the tabernacle. She knew that she couldn't go seek help anywhere else, but she had expended all that she had. She'd spent all of her money. She had divested all things that she had, probably properties and lands and anything that she had. And you got to remember, listen, this was a woman. Uh, in, 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 er, in early uh, church and especially in Jewish times, listen, she was not well regarded. She was subpar in society, and not only was she subpar in society, listen, she had been stricken with an illness that had exiled her. There was no place for her. But the Bible tells us here that she threw caution to the wind, and that's what I want to tell saved people today. Friends, listen, if you're lost, if you're hungry, if you're hurting, if you're seeking, the Bible tells us, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and and it, uh, listen, and it shall be opened unto you, friends. Listen, these are all active verbs. These all require action on our part, friends. Listen, if we sit back and we continually sit here and we say, well, God will do it in his due time. Uh, listen, or God will do it, uh, listen, when he gets ready. Friends, listen, there's certain things that the scripture tells us, uh, listen, that we don't need to pray about. Amen. Uh, friends, listen, we don't need to pray that we need to pray. 
pray. Uh, listen, that is a command that God has given us. We don't need to pray and ask God if we should read and study our Bible. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Listen, we don't need to, uh, we don't need to pray and ask God if we should share the gospel. Amen. That's the great commission of the church. Uh, listen, he said, go down to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. He said, when they're saved, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Listen, there is a command that God has laid upon. Now listen, yes, we should seek utterance of the Spirit, when we should go, what we should do. Uh, friends, listen, but listen, I, I'm going to tell you something. We don't, we need not, we'll never do a thing, friends. Listen, if we sit here and we don't do anything waiting on something to happen, friends, listen, there is a multitude of lost people today. I, listen, this, this tears my heart apart. There is a multitude of lost people sitting in the house of God today. I, listen, and the Bible, you know what the Bible tells me in Romans chapter 1, verse number 16, he said, for the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Amen. I, I know I preach that and I quote that verse uh, probably more than I should, but listen, I want people to understand, uh, listen, that you can be saved. The Bible tells us this in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, that if thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead and confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, the Bible said this, it said, thou shalt be saved. Amen. Uh, friends, listen, I, I promise you that there is hope of heaven uh, for every single person. Amen. Calvary is not limited. Calvary is not definite. Uh, Calvary is not particular. Calvary is unlimited. Calvary is for each and every man, woman, boy, and girl if they'd humble themselves in the humility uh, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Bible tells us that, uh, this, listen, the scripture tells us if we'd come as a little child, broken and contrite, the word of God says. Uh, friends, listen, of repentant mind, I'll get back to this here in just a few minutes, but the Bible tells us, uh, listen, the greatest redemptive story that we have is recorded in the book of Luke, and the Bible tells us that they was a prodigal son. And the listen, oftentimes this scripture is preached uh, as one that is saved and has went out into sin and is coming back home, but the intention of the, of this uh, particular portion of Scripture of God's Word uh, is talking about somebody who has never been saved. The Bible says that the Father gave him of his inheritance, and the Scripture says uh, that the prodigal went off, uh, listen, and he expended all that the Father had given him, uh, listen, he spent it on riotous living, the Scripture said, uh, listen, in uh, sinful living is what that means, he spent it all on sinful for living. The scripture said one day he came to himself. Amen. Friends, listen, I'm glad. Listen, when the gospel came to me, I'm glad I came to myself. I'm glad I realized my condition. I'm glad that I realized that I needed a savior. And the Bible says that this prodigal, listen, he found himself in the hog pen and the mire and the stink and the stench of sin that had encumbered. Listen, and surrounded him. He found 
found himself in that place. He said, I know what I'll do. He said, I'll arise and I'll go back to my father's house. He said, for the servants in my father's house have more than I. Listen, the Bible says when he came to a right mind. You know what the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2? It says, wherefore I beseech you, brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Friends, listen to me, and the Bible tells us that this man, listen, Boy, I want to see lost people. Don't you? I, I tell you, I, I, my heart is burning and desiring to see lost people realize where they stand in eternity without Jesus. And the scripture said that he came to himself. He said, I'm going back to my father's house. And now listen to this. This is important. Uh, listen, he showed himself in a place in a state of humility. He repented of what he had done. Uh, listen, and he went back to the father's house. This is where so many people, they get distorted on the word of God. Listen, they think a lot of people today, they they preach grace and synergism and they say, listen, that man because man made an, his encroachment or he approached God. Friends, listen, we need to understand that God was the initiator of this. God has been seeking us. God has been drawing us. Amen. The Bible tells us this. Well, listen, this verse is taken vastly out of context. John 6 and 44. Listen, he said, no man can come. Those are the two operative words words of that particular verse. He said, no man can come to the Father which, unless the Father which sent him draw him. Amen. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, friends. That word draw means to enable. Listen, so no man can come unless God enable him to come. Now listen, if you read that chapter in context, amen, don't just take it how, listen, you'll get yourself in trouble if you read the scripture in singularity and you read it in isolation. You read the context of that. You go back a couple of verses there and Jesus said this. He said, all that the Father has given me. Listen, he said, I have not lost one. Why have I not lost one? Because they believe the words of the Father. And when they believe the words of the Father, they will ultimately seek the Son. So that is the drawing or the enabling that Christ is talking about. Amen. Friends, and listen now, you go on now in St. John 12 and 32 and the Bible says, Jesus said this, and if I and if I I'd be lifted up from the earth. He said, I, I, I will draw all men unto me. Thank God, friends. Listen. Oh, thank God that every man of God that's preaching this morning, I'm glad that the draw of the cross of Calvary is unlimited. I'm glad that the Spirit of God is moving in the hearts. Listen, of men, women, boys, and girls. As, listen, as Jesus is exalted through the preaching of the Word of God, Francis and the draw is initiated. Listen, drawing a lost world back to the cross of Calvary. Now listen, I want to say this. Uh, this uh, young man, he came to himself. He didn't save himself. Repentance, you know what? Repentance didn't save him. Uh, believe in what, uh, uh, listen, believe in what he could have at his father's house. It didn't save him. 
And you know what saved him? <laughs> this is the best part, amen. This is what grace is all about, amen. The song that we led this message off, this is what grace is all about. The, the man came back to his father. Listen, his repentance, his turning, his realization where, his, where he was. Listen, everything that he had done to that point, you know what? Not one of those things saved him. But I'm glad when he went back on the king's highway, I'm glad that his father was looking for him. Amen. Listen, and the Bible says, listen, that he called out, he said, my son who once was lost has come home. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, friends. And he told him, listen, you see, it wasn't the approachment of the son. It wasn't the son's condition. The son's condition is what made him savable. The son's condition is what made him receive to the Father, and the Bible tells us that the Father came and he fell on his son's neck and he told his servants, he said, go kill the fatted calf. Go get some shoes and put on his feet. Go get a robe and put on his back and get a ring and put on his finger. He said, for my son, which was once lost, has been found. He's come home toward God. Friends, listen. Hey, and I'm going to tell you something. It was the Father's embrace is what saved him and set him in right standing. We've got to make our approach to Christ. We've got to go, ask, seek, and knock. Uh, friends, listen. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I want people to be saved. Uh, Calvary is not a worm on a hook. It's not here today. It's not gone tomorrow. Hey, Calvary is here. It is here to stay. It is bigger than I am. It's bigger than anybody is. I'm glad that it is uh, wonderful. I am I'm glad that it is the grace of God demonstrated. I'm glad that it's the love and the perfection of Christ. It's the manifestation of God's love in the person of His Son, the second Trinity, uh, the second person in the Trinity. Jesus Christ, the Emmanuel, the lily of the valley. Praise God, the Bible tells us in St. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him, there's nothing made that is made. Now let me talk about that for just a minute, friends. And there's a lot of people, they've got this great misconception that Jesus, listen, that Jesus was an answer to our sin. No, friends, listen to me. Jesus is the redemption. He is the redeemer of our sin. Friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. Hey, the Bible says, and I read this clearly in St. John 1, in the beginning was the Word. Amen. And the Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Go read the 14th verse. The Bible says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, friends, listen to me. We need to understand this. Listen, like I said, a lot of people have the great misconception that Jesus, listen, is the answer to our sin. No, Jesus is the Redeemer of our sin. Jesus existed in eternity past. Listen, He is infinite. He is eternal. He is I Am. Thank God, friends, listen to me. Redemption was not an afterthought. Uh, listen, redemption was not an answer uh, to my inf uh, listen to my insurmountable in uh, failability, friends. But listen, Christ, uh, listen, always has been. Christ is my redeemer. Christ loves me. Uh, Christ gave himself for me. The Bible tells us this in 1 John 4 and 10, not that we love God, but that he first loved us. 
and that he be, and then he gave his son to be the propitiation uh, for our sins, not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. First uh, John two and one, go read that, hey man. Uh, listen, he said, I write these things unto your little children that you sin not, but if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Uh, listen, that word advocate, uh, listen, means lawyer or an attorney. We'll get over sometime or another in the third chapter of the book of Romans. Uh, listen, but we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, uh, the righteous, who is uh, the propitiation for our sins and not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. Amen. Uh, so friends, listen, we've got to come. We've got to go. Uh, friends, listen, redemption, uh, listen, and salvation always has been. The Bible tells us uh, in the book of Romans in the first chapter, uh, listen, in the 20th verse, and we'll not go I'll read it now, but the Bible tells us that the creation testifies of him and therefore every man is without excuse. You will give an account for the gospel. You will give an account for the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, I'm telling you something. You're going to have to give an answer. You're going to have to give an account. Listen, every man everywhere. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter number 17, the scripture said, therefore, listen, he said, the days of ignorance have long passed. He said, he hath commanded all men everywhere therefore to repent. Uh, friends, listen, it is our, uh, it better be our prime premium, uh, listen, uh, obligation in our lives to seek Christ. Amen. Uh, listen, uh, that was 25 minutes down a rabbit trail, but we'll get back to the scripture now. The Bible tells us this woman came. Uh, listen, she was diseased. She had an issue of blood 12 years. She was unclean, uh, but she threw all that by the wayside and she said, clean or unclean. If I can just get to Jesus and I can just touch uh, the hem of his garment, she said, I know that I shall be made whole. Uh, friends, listen to me. Uh, she come to, you got to understand from Levitical standpoint, uh, listen, and, and from the laws that were imposed upon her, uh, friends, she couldn't even be in the in the realm, in the midst of this great throng of people that the Bible talks about, much less make her way to Jesus and attempt to touch him. Now, the Bible says that she threw caution up to the wind. She said, hey, friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. The unclean, the children, the religious, Jesus has time for them all. Amen. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Hey, he's Lord over disease. He's Lord over the, the death. He's Lord over all things. Friends, listen, we need not fret. Listen, and I've said this multiple times. I, I, I know, I don't know. I, I, uh, the Bible tells it makes me a promise in Hebrews 9 27 for it's appointed unto man once to die but after this uh, the judgment. I know I'm going to die. I know you're going to die. I, I know that it does not matter who we are. I, I know that we're all headed uh, toward one place. Friends, listen, we're all headed toward eternity and we have to make a conscious decision of what we'll do with the gospel, what we'll do with our Savior Jesus. Friends, listen, because that dictates where we'll spend eternity. And the Bible tells us that this woman, she came, she threw everything to the side. Now, at this time, we need to understand, Jairus is getting frustrated. Uh, he's getting upset. Uh, listen, no doubt, his daughter is at the point or the brink of death. When he left, his daughter was at the brink of death's door, and he came running as, uh, listen, as, as, as expediently as he could to get to Jesus and said, Lord, I need your help. My daughter is dying. 
now Jesus is passing through a great throng of people. Now this woman has come up and she has crawled. I believe this. She has crawled through the great host and throng of people. She's got down on her hands. She's down on her knees. She thrusts her hand forward and grabs up the hem of Jesus' garment. And immediately the Bible tells us in the book of Luke that her blood was staunched. Amen. It stopped immediately. And she realized that she had been touched and healed. Hey, and this is the best part about it, amen? Boy, I'm glad, friends, listen to me. I ain't the only one that knew what happened to me the day I got saved. And if you're saved, you ain't the only one that knew either, amen? I'm glad that day when I reached out, I, listen, and I thrust my hand, I, listen, and I extended, I, listen, my hand in faith. I, all I did was cry unto the Father, Lord, save me. And I'm glad at that very instantaneous moment Hey, listen, I'm glad that virtue left heaven. I'm glad that virtue, that the advocacy of the second person, Jesus Christ, stepped in and he began to mediate for me. I'm glad that justification was pronounced over my sin. I'm glad that it was done freely. Listen, and Jesus executed it. And when Jesus executed it, friends, listen, I'm glad that they was a state and way. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't the only one that knew would heaven do it too? Amen. I thank God that heaven knows. And the Bible says that this woman, she jerked her hand back and she, uh, she listen, it scared her uh, because of the healing that had transpired and Jesus stopped uh, in the midst of a great throng of people and he declared, who touched me? Boy, friends today, listen to me. I'm glad that we can touch the throne of God in faith. Why, the people ask today, why troublest thou the master? Amen. Because I'm glad when I extend my hand in faith, I'm glad that heaven hears. Amen. I'm glad that I can find mercy and grace to help in the time of need. I'm glad that I can seek my heavenly father and I know that he hears. I know that he answers. Amen. And the Bible says Jesus stopped in the midst and declares who touched me and the disciples are around him. They said, Lord, do you not see this great throng, uh, throng and host of people? What are you talking about? Who touched you? And Jesus said, no, you don't understand. I felt virtue go out from me. Thank God, friends. Listen, when we meet and comply with God's terms, amen. Listen, I've heard that said all my life. Listen, if you meet the terms of the gospel, you can be saved. Amen. The very thing I've asked you to go examine, amen, is what the gospel terms are. Listen, I'm not interested in what people think that they are. I'm interested in what the word of God says they are. And that's what you ought to be concerned about as well. Amen. Listen, and the Bible tells us, and she touched the hem of his garment, for she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he had saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And Jesus is on the way to heal Jairus' 12-year-old daughter. Here's a woman who had an issue of blood 12 years 
And the Bible tells us that she reached out in faith and touched Jesus. And when she touched Jesus, she was made whole. Friends, listen. Now, listen, I want you to hear me. Amen. The unclean reached out to defile the tabernacle. But when she touched the tabernacle, when she touched Jesus, the unclean was made clean. Amen. Boy, I love that, don't you? Listen, in Isaiah, listen, I don't. it's late, late, late in the morning, early in the morning, whatever you want to call it. Amen. Man, I believe everybody's asleep, but I'm fixing to have a shouting streak. Amen. Uh, thank God. Uh, friends, listen. Hey, ain't you glad? Amen. Glory to God that there is hope, that there is peace. Amen. Uh, listen, the unclean, she extended her hand and she reached out. Uh, listen, uh, and she went to grab the tabernacle. And instead of, uh, listen, in, in, instead of uh, doing disgrace, uh, uh, as the Bible says instead of bringing uncleanliness and defiling the tabernacle, the tabernacle cleansed her. Amen. Uh, friends, listen. And Jesus came to the ruler's house and said to the minstrels, now listen, we just get an immediate break in scripture. This woman just comes out of nowhere. Thank God. Amen. Somebody went to get Jesus. Amen. Ain't you? Boy, I'm glad that somebody went to get Jesus. Uh, you listen, I remember the day I got saved. Amen. The altar was full. What? A, listen, 1987, church was a lot different in 1987. Uh, listen, uh, good spiritual service. Amen. I was eight years old, but I remember it. Uh, friends, listen, and I remember the altar filling up. Remember people uh, being there. Friends, listen, ain't, boy, I'm glad that somebody, uh, listen, troubled the master that day. Amen. Uh, because when somebody went to trouble the master, it troubled me. When Because listen, when they went to trouble the master, the master showed up. And when the master came passing by, uh, listen, I had to do something with him. Same thing happened to this woman. Amen. Uh, listen, had Jairus not went out on faith, uh, listen, and said, I've got to go get Jesus because my daughter is at the point of death. This woman, well, listen, she would have never met Christ. Amen. Listen, thank God for the good saints and the children of God. Listen, when everybody says, why are you troubling the master? Thank God that there's pers persistence and perseverance. Amen. That we'll seek him. Amen. And listen, when we seek him, we don't know what he'll do on the way there. Amen. Uh, listen. Hey, now we get over here. I'm going to say this, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll try and wind this thing to a close. And I'm going to go and take the rest of my text right here uh, from the book of Mark as we get back in uh, to the healing of Jairus' daughter. Uh, listen, and the Bible, and he said unto her, the daughter, of thy, uh, this is the fifth chapter of the book of Mark, 34th verse, and this is the same verse that he ends uh, with the woman that was taken with an issue of blood. And he said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace uh, and be whole of thy plague. Ain't you glad that he called her daughter? Amen. Boy, I'm glad that there's a kinship in Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're a, a part and a member of God's family. Boy, we're 43 minutes into this thing, and I ain't even got time to preach on assurance. Amen. I ain't even got time to be uh, pr to preach about what it is to be a child and a saint of God. I to be justified on the process of sanctification headed toward glorification, sown of a new seed. I listen, that cannot sin. Boy, I'm glad... I, 
I, I, uh, time will, uh, we could preach for two hours. I, we're not going to do that. But listen, the Bible tells us now in verse 35, while he yet spake, there came uh, from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Now listen, Jerry is no doubt he's frustrated. He went to get Jesus and his daughter was sick. By the time he gets back, she's dead. And he's troubled. And he's wondering within himself. Now listen, the Bible's silent on what he wonders or what he thinks. But listen, uh, there's no doubt in his mind that his, his mind is just uh, running vigorously. And I, I'm sure he's saying, well, why did we have to stop and you know, there's so many excuses. But the Bible says that they got over there and Jesus walks up and he said, Well, he yet spake, there came from one of the rulers of the synagogue house which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest that master <clears throat> any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler, uh, He said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult. Uh, so friends, listen, they, uh, the family was in disarray because uh, Jairus' daughter had just died. Family members were around, friends were around. Uh, listen, there was a tumult. The Bible says they were, uh, listen, they were in a frenzy of what had just happened. <laughs> kind of reminds me a lot of Mary, Martha, and John. When the Bible says that Lazarus had died, and, and listen, the disciples thought that Jesus was talking about it, he was asleep, and no, Jesus finally told him, he said, no, Lazarus is dead, but he's dead for the glory of God. And he went down there and Mary and Martha, <laughs> I listened, Mary and Martha, Martha came running out, and I listen, said, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not have died. Jesus said, listen, he said, Martha, believest thou that thy brother shall live again? She said, yes, Lord, I know he shall, he shall live again in the resurrection. Jesus gave the wonderful declaration. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he said, he that liveth and believeth in me shall never perish. Amen. Now listen, the Bible tells us that he went on. Hey, listen, and the scripture said that after Martha had already crawled Jesus, that Jesus told Martha, he said, I want you to go get Mary. And listen, you go read this now in John chapter 11. The Bible says that Martha ran in and he told Mary, he said, Mary, he said, the master calleth for thee. Amen. Oh, why would we trouble the master? Why would we trouble the master? We trouble the master because there's coming a time when the master will call. Amen. When the master will call. Listen, and Jerry is, listen, no doubt he is frazzled. Listen, he's waiting on the touch and he's waiting on the master. And the Bible says, and he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and, uh, and, and, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And he was uh, when he was come in, he saith unto them, why uh, make you this ado? And why weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Amen. Same thing he told the disciples. In verse 40, the Bible says, and they laughed him to scorn. 
But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother and the damsel and them that were with him and entereth uh, in where the damsel was lying, was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talithaikun, Talithaikun, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Now listen, this is where it gets beautiful. The word Talithi uh, takes its in Greek entomology uh, and, and it has the same root word as the word lamb. <laughs> so in translation, this is what Jesus said. He held Jairus' daughter by the hand. He walked in after they had laughed him to scorn and he took Jairus' daughter by the hand and he said, my little lamb, it's time to get up. <laughs> Amen. Ain't you glad the good shepherd is what John called him in John chapter 10. He said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And in Hebrews in the 13th chapter, he said, I am the great shepherd. In 1 Peter in chapter number 5, he said, I am the chief shepherd. Amen. Well, listen, friends, thank God. Uh, listen, that, hey, I'm glad, friends, that the Bible gives us hope. Amen. It gives us victory. In 1 Corinthians 15, in verse number 53, the Bible tells us, he said, flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, listen, neither do, uh, listen, he said, uh, for the time, for at the moment, at the twinkling of the eye, he said, uh, listen, the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. How should we be changed? The Bible says, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. So then is brought to pass the saying which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Friends, listen, I'm glad that death or disease has no dominion over us. Why would we trouble the master? We trouble the master because we need Jesus. We need his son. We need a savior, friends. We need, uh, we need something that we can't supply ourselves. You know, uh, we hadn't been uh, meeting in the church house. I'm done. I'm going uh, to play this right here. You know, we don't. Uh, uh, this is one of the things that we don't get to have and we don't get to do. Uh, when we're meeting online, we don't get to have an altar call. But you know what, friends, listen. I'm glad right now that there's a place, there's a time for each and every one of us. If you listen to the message this morning and you're lost, you don't know Jesus and the free pardon of sin, what's my heart's desire that you just get down right now if you're in your home, which you probably shouldn't be, or if you're in your car, pull over on the side of the road. Timber Ridge, folks, if you gather together as a family, somebody's heart is broken and they're needing Jesus, get down in the floor right now and ask Him to save you. Because He will. Come just like you are. That's why we love this song uh, so very much. I wanted to tell you this story in closing and then I'll be done. History tells us that there was a man uh, and his son and they were great connoisseurs and they were great art collectors and uh, they, they, they collected everything from 
Van Gogh to Picasso up to Rembrandt. They had them all. They had everything. And Vietnam came about, and uh, when Vietnam came about, the sun went out uh, to war. And when the sun went out to war, he was killed in action, carrying a young man to safety. And this young man, he came back to his father's house. And when he got back to his father's house, he handed him a present. And when he handed him the present, the father took it and he opened it up. And it was a portrait of his son. And the father begged him. He said, can I please pay? Can I please pay you something for this? Can I give you something for this? And the father was tore up and he said, no, it's a gift from me. He said, your son gave his life for me and it's the very least that I could do. A few months later, the old man died. And they put his house up for auction and his, uh, listen, multi-million dollar art collection. Went up for collection. The auctioneer stood up. And as the auctioneer began to uh, go through he started the auction and they brought up one picture and they uncovered it and it was the picture of the man's son. And as the man's son was sitting there, the auctioneer began, I listened to take bids. He started at 200, had to back down to 100. I listened, got all the way down to $10. The gardener for the family sat in the back of the auction and he raised his crippled hand. And he said, $10 is all that I have. And he said, the father and the son treated me tremendously and I would be honored to have it. I'd listen, and he bought the, the, the photograph or the portrait of the son. The auctioneer laid the gavel down and the, uh, and the, the crowd went crazy. And they said, we want to see, uh, we want to see uh, uh, all the Picassos and the Rembrandts. And the auctioneer said, he said, there was a silent part of the man's will that I had to execute. He said, there was only one painting due to be sold today. And it was the photograph of his son. And he said, whoever bought the son gets everything. Friends today, listen, I want to tell you something, friends, that there's a lot of things this world has to offer, but you need Jesus more than you need anything else in this entire world. God bless you. Timber Ridge Church, I love you. I miss you. We'll be together soon. Uh, listen, wherever you're listening from, I hope this was a blessing to you. I hope today that if you don't know Jesus, that you can know Him before this day comes to a close. God bless you. We love you in Jesus' name.